Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder JC. All right. Hello, Radio and Podcast Land. It's me, JC, along with my pastor, Pastor Gary. Praise God. Here with another travel adventure into scriptures. Yes, indeed. Now, last week we traveled through time to visit with Matthew. Yes, St. Matthew. St. Matthew, or, friend of Jesus, all right. uh, on the Beatitudes. Yes. And, uh, and this time, uh, the scene is set during the reign of Joram. Uh, the second son of Ahab and Jezebel, roughly 850 BC. Mm. From all indication, Joram gave lip service to God, allowing Elijah freedom to preach and travel while granting similar freedom to pagan religions. No, no. no. Yeah, 2 Kings 3, uh, 2 through 3. It says, and he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord but not like his father and like his mother. For he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebah, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. Ooh, boy, I see mothers and fathers produce a path that sometimes you follow that is not a good one. But the scene of the action and story taking place is in the territory of Ishakar in northern Israel. So we're going to move back to our native land. Shunem overlooks the fertile plain of Estrelon, which is known as Jezreel. Many of you would probably know that, the land of Judah, toward Mount Carmel, more than 15 miles distant where Elisha has a home. My favorite prophet. Yes. It is just a few miles from the towns of Jezreel to the south, Endor to the east, and Megiddo to the west, which we know is found in Revelations later on. This event is found in 2 Kings 4, 8-37, the story of Elijah and the Shunammite woman. Yes. So we're going to take a kind of a look at some of those. We're not going to read all through 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. But I wanted to just read just a couple verses because of her special relationship that she built with Elijah. And starting at 2 Kings 4, 8, and it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was. That as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. He always came by. Yes, he did. Well, he knew he was going to get a meal. <laughs> <laughs> let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. So we're going to stop there. But just an interesting observation of hers that each time he passed by, she would provide him a meal because she thought he was a holy man. And you tell a holy man by the way he walks, yes. the way he talks, and the way he presents himself. Yes. So the story unfolds among four principal characters. That's Elijah, mm-hmm. God's prophet, yes. Gehazi, his assistant, the Sumerite woman, who is a wealthy and pious woman, and her young son, who was born miraculously. The interaction, plus her husband now. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was he, a worker. He was yeah. Uh, the, the interaction of these four people, each with his or her modern day counterpart, constructs an intriguing parable with keen lessons for believers today. Hmm. Now, continue to stay tuned into the program with the Stone Builders Hour. But just so that you know, you're about to hear about how our four lives are going to intersect. 
and Elder JC is going to be playing the shooter Mike woman. Yes. <laughs> so we'll be <laughs> That's right. We're going to play characters yes, and everything. And so JC will be the Suamite and, and we'll play Lasha. So we'll be going back and forth. I pray that you'll be able to follow. But uh, before we get started, you visit our sponsor, Dr. Yeah. Elton Powell of uh, Dynamic Spile and Wellness Center. Yes. You can call them at 850-402-9061. And uh, let them know the Stone Builders refer you. Now, stay tuned. And you're going to hear about the Sunamite woman. And we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. Woo. We lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Land, Podcast Land. Yes. Um, before we get started, we always like to remind you that you can listen at your convenience. Uh, to all previous Stone Builder shows on iTunes, Google Music, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify. All right. And you can become a Stone Builder supporter along with Dr. Elton Powell with a, with a gift of any amount on our website at welivingstones.org or you can cash app us at dollar sign Stones 51 also, as in previous programs, don't forget, we have mentioned that JC and I have been married for 48 years. Wow. And so this is the year that we are <laughs> celebrating the whole year, uh, celebrating our marriage. What a wonderful one. They say, what that, that Bible thing is right. When a man finds a woman, he That's finds a, a good thing. thing. Praise right. God. And we're asking for a special reoccurring gift in the amount of $4.80 or $48 or $480 or, hey, you know what, Uh, $4,800. There's someone out there that can write a check or cash app or wire transfer $4,800 and God will know what you did and you will be, you know, hey, you know what? Blessing comes in all forms, but just help us to continue to keep this word alive while God is still speaking to us because we are in a time of upheaval, uh, especially during this election year, especially during fires in California, rioting every night in some city somewhere and violence um, really uh, taking over Chicago and our communities where people are just out there ever loving mind. And we want to reach as many people as possible through not only this station, but also through our podcasting. Because as we will go back to the story, 
Now for the rest of the story. Many great miracles are done through Elisha, which is Elijah's successor. successor. He is truly a forerunner and representative of ministers today who keeps God's commandments and laws. Mm -hmm. Gehazi, on the other hand, is a hireling, an employee. (laughs) Remember Christ's words on the hireling or employee. He says in John 10, 12, but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd who owns the sheep or not, see the wolf coming and leave the sheep and flee. Mm. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them out throughout the land. The hireling flees because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. He is in the ministry for self and for greed, and he can care less because sometimes people are just there for the paycheck and not the mission. Well, it's interesting that you should say that, but I, um, the Shunammite woman, have a description of myself that was written during this time about me, about being wealthy, pious, and renowned. But it's my piety that takes precedence because I see Elijah as a holy man. And when you meet a holy man and see a holy man, you want to be able to provide for him because not only is there something in it for you, but just his care is going to help a whole lot of people. Yes. And so when he came to our town and continually came to our town, and I know he was having miracles happen. He was doing miracles. In fact, he was really in the sights of kings. Yeah. And going to let them know what saith the Lord. I am a Sabbath keeper. And we know we always talk about the Sabbath when we have our services. And I'm also like the Proverbs 31.10 woman. I am the virtuous woman who takes care of her husband. Yes, she does. And, her, and my household. Oh, that's right. We're talking about the Sulemite woman. Yes. Okay, not you. All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, my husband did agree when I asked him about Elijah to feed him every time. You know, he did kind of roll his eyes. He didn't know what it meant, but he agreed to it. And then when I decided to put um, aside a room for him when he came to town, he agreed to that. And one of the reasons are because most of our prophets, you know, they didn't have today. You guys got cars and bikes and motorcycles and all of that. They used to walk in sandals and carry everything that they had with them. And he did have a hireling Gehazi to help him with some things, but they didn't have what you have today. So he needed to be able to rest. Yeah and rejuvenate himself on some of that. And Jesus showed us that. Yes, he After did. he did a lot of ministry, he always left everyone uh, to go to his prayer closet, the mountains, the woods, <laughs> to get away just so he can rejuvenate his mind, his body, and his spirit. And one of the things about uh, when we talk about the area of Jezreel, I just wanted you to know that this city is at the head of the valley. It's part of the path of uh, the land of Judah in the territory of Issachar. And, you know, that has borders. It was a city in Solomon's fifth district. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Hmm. And part of that was you had... Baana, the son of Ehlud, to part of this area was portrayed. You had it, uh, it came to pass that the heaven was uh, black with clouds and wind, and it was a great rain, because remember, um, Elijah had a time where he outran the rain, um, trying to get away from Jezebel. It's also where King Ahab had his palace, and we know we heard a little bit earlier that King Ahab uh, really was not the best minister or king because he was following Bilal. But in 2 Kings 4, 11 through 17, Elijah promised me a son, which I chided him due to my husband and my age. <laughs> uh, because he went and one day he, when he came to spend that time, he asked my ser- his servant, what is it that I would want? 
So they went and called me and asked him what what would I want? And so he knew that I didn't have a child. My husband's older. I'm older. So this would be a miracle. And he said, by this time next year, I would uh, bear a son. And I had to say, really, at my old age, he is my joy as just as I knew Elijah to be a holy man because I did bear a son. And this is the beginning of the story. I'm compared to Sarah. Remember her and Abraham? Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> Rachel and mm-hmm. uh, Jacob. Yeah. And Hannah and Elkanah. And remember when the prophet saw her because she was pleading so hard with God that he thought she was drunk. <laughs> but she was drunk with praise, trying to miraculously have God open up her womb so she could have a son just like me. Praise God. You know, you're talking about Elijah. Uh, he outran the chariots yes. uh, trying to get away from uh, Jezebel. Now, that's some now. That's hey, some speed. That's some speed. <laughs> that's some speed. So, your son must have been a joy to have, especially at you and your husband's late age. And I imagine that he was a handful, as most young boys are, running around uh, investigating here and there and and bringing all sorts of creatures and bugs and everything home. You did have a death experience as well. Uh, Tell us about it, if you may. Ooh, that was a heartbreaker. I was at home doing my chores, getting ready for our Sabbath. You know, we don't cook on those days, so I was trying to prepare some simple meals that we could be able to eat and have um, for that next day. And my son, while playing in the field where his father is, because, you know, we grow wheat, so we had to go out with our servants there and cut the wheat. You know, in in our days, we had to throw it up to separate the wheat from the shaft. And, you know, sometimes like dads, they were too busy to deal with it when my son started complaining about a headache. And sometimes you do have to be concerned when children say they have a headache just to make sure that there's nothing more serious. So, uh, you know, his, my husband said, servants, take him to his mom. You know how it is, mothers. We get all of the, the, the <laughs> snot, snotty nose, the bruises and everything else. When he was brought back to me, I just kept him close because he kept cl- complaining about his head. And before I knew it, he was out. Wow. He died right there on the spot. But I didn't have time to think about that. I didn't have time to think that he Uh was no longer with me. I was, and I didn't have time to grieve. I got busy. I laid my child in Elijah's room and I told my husband as I'm going out, not asking, I told him (laughs) I need a donkey and a servant because I have to go see the prophet Elijah. And he looked back and he was perplexed. Like, why would I do that? Because he knew I went on certain days, especially around the Sabbath, because we'd have services. But I just replied, peace, or possibly Hmm. all is well. I did not accept my son's death. I had to see the man of God because you know how it is when something happens in your life, you can either be crushed under the circumstances or you get busy to see who, what, when, and where um, that you can do. And I can relay another quick story about my daughter. She was playing with a little thing and I told her older sister, don't let her mess with this. Don't let her do this. And apparently she started choking. And in those yes. circumstances, you do everything possible to save your child's life. So I, as the Shudamite woman, had to run to Elijah to get him to say he could save my son. Well, I know that situation where she swallowed a jack mm-hmm. and uh, you actually took her and went in with your finger down her throat and pulled that jack out. 
And and uh, so Even you, know, you have to uh, so sometimes instead of panicking, sometimes you just have to go into an action mode. Yes. And 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 that's and I remember when you said that I remember very clearly uh, that event. So, hey, you know, we're, we'll, we'll hear more about uh, reviving of your child uh, when we come back from this break and the effect that it had on you. So we're asking you all to still uh, please stay tuned and we'll be right back. You spoke those words that there be light and it was oh, And in that same breath the stars fell in line with one voice creation cries. You do all things well You do all things well Be praised Be praised If someone loves you, they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, J.C., at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and J.C. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to my story. I am the Shunammite woman and I'm just about to lose it because my son died. And again, I told my husband I needed a donkey and a servant so I could make haste to go see um, Elijah. And I just didn't have time to think about it. I didn't, I'm sure he was perplexed. He's probably sitting on the hill trying to get wheat. And he's going, what? Where are you going? Why are you running? And knowing son that's the son. Well, son. but he didn't know that. That's I didn't right. tell told anybody because right. I wanted to. I that was not an agreement that I was going to make. When we reached the man of God, Elijah, Gehazi was going to get in my way. Now, you know, <laughs> mothers, someone gets in your way. They are going to have to be pushed aside because you have, you're on a mission. But Gehazi was going to stop me. But, you know, sometimes people, you just have to keep pushing. 
And again, here he was, a minister, a man of God, and he had no sense that I had troubles. He didn't know that. He didn't feel it. He didn't sense it. Because you just showed up out of the clear blue right. sky. They knew who you were. Yes. And uh, so when you confronted them, uh, uh, he was uh, he was uh, a big blocker. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. then again, he's just doing his job now. No, he in a way. But again, <laughs> as a minister, you should have that sense of knowing whether or not someone has a issue. And the other thing that he had issue with, because Elijah has been pulled upon by so many people yeah. wanting so many things. He just figured, oh, here comes another one wanting something. Yeah, his spirit of discernment was right, off. Was off. <laughs> you knew who she was. Yes. <laughs> but in 2 Kings 4.28, I stated, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Because I really wasn't asking for a son. This was something that Elijah said I would have. And so Elijah knew my spirit. He knew that something was troublesome. So when he heard me say this, he says, she needs help. So he sent his servant Gehazi back to heal my son. But guess what? Nothing happened. And you know why nothing happened? Hmm. Well, that is how believers are diagnosed as well as with spiritual lethargy. Mm -hmm. We faint, and he gave, and Elijah uh, 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 gave him his staff. Right. He empowered him, him to, to go, go ahead and do what he knew he should have been able to do. And lay the staff on right. your son's face. Yes. Which he did. So he was obedient in that sense. But we faint if we're not equipped to deal with mm -hmm. Satan's woes. That's why we have Ephesians 6.16. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Yes. And Isaiah 1, 5 speaks to the same when our bruises and sores are not bound and ointments added to heal it. King David was always speaking of his sins. He, he talks about it in Psalms 38, 3. There is no soundness in my flesh because thy anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. So you as a mother was distraught and also Gehazi, when he didn't work, it's like, that was it. He just, it was like. He stopped. He That's stopped. Key. That was it. That is key. But I was not so much distraught as I was on a mission. My son could not fend off evil for himself. You know, okay, he was a child. He didn't put his head covering on. He probably got an inflammation or sunstroke or whatever it was. The virus, huh? Yeah, COVID-19. COVID-19. Although that's your time then. <laughs> but because of his inexperience, it's my job to step in. Mm. As a parent, that's what I'm bred to do. I could not even hear what my husband was going or trying to say because I flew out of there. I had stayed behind with Elijah because Gehazi went by himself, but he was unsuccessful. So Elijah went and he went to my son's room and he shut the door, which Gehazi did not do. He stated he breathed on him several times. Before my child sneezed as the sign he was brought back to life. And he sneezed seven times. Yes. That has symbolism there. Yes, it does. Mount of, it talks about completion. But I did not accept my son's death, nor was I allowing anyone else to. And that's why I set off to find the prophet. In Amos 4 through 6 and Isaiah 55, 6 to 7, you want to confirm you're seeking the Lord until he's found. <clears throat> and when you look at Amos 4, 5 through 6, it says, For thus say the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and you shall live. I mean, God's oh. telling us. Seek, seek him, him and we shall live. Wow. But seek not 
Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. It says, seek the Lord and you shall live, mm. lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, that there will be none to quench, quench look, and say that word, quench it in Bethel. Do you hear what it says? It says that we need to be seeking the Lord. That was my first thought because I didn't ask for the child. The prophet said I would have a child, even in my old age. And then once I have the child, the child dies. So you're taking the child from me. Isaiah 55, 6-7 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Yes. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I mean, God is telling us yes. that we can come to him even when we sin in our sins. Yes. But once we come to him, we have to stay, stay committed yes. to him. And it's so important to just know mm-hmm. that that's how I felt. I was out seeking the Lord. I was not going to change. I had a mission that I was going to do what was necessary in order to get this done. Praise God. Wow, what a awesome and powerful testimony. Other verses that provide confirmation we should seek the prophets are math I mean Malachi 2 7 and 2 Timothy 2 uh, 24 through 26. Let me share. Let me share math, uh, Malachi. Why am I saying man, that was Matthew last week? Malachi. <laughs> My son's name Malachi. How about that? Uh, two seven. For the priest's lips shall keep knowledge, and they shall seek the law of his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. And Second Timothy states, uh, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and they and, and they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Remember, too, Gehazi was not able to accomplish what Elisha sent him to do. Sometimes not all leaders are competent to handle the task. On that note, we'll be right back to follow up with serving our children. I believe appropriate for especially our current circumstances. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. To the place we've always belonged Right here Take me back to the garden Lead me back to the moment I heard your voice Take me back to To the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Distracted driving is when you're driving and trying to do something else at the same time, especially things that take your eyes off the road or your hands off the steering wheel. Things like texting, talking to your passengers, styling your hair, fixing your makeup, using a navigation system, adjusting your radio, CD player, or MP3 player, reading things, and that includes maps. 
Some people even take photos and selfies while they're driving. Keep in mind that any activity that involves using a phone or other handheld device used to send or receive messages while driving is against the law in Florida. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. Welcome back, welcome back, radio family. Well, as we look at this miracle Elisha performed for you, the Sunamite woman, we know that the Almighty placed much emphasis on this importance to not only you, but the church in general. Yes. The four main characters we highlighted early in the program are the same that I believe represents true ministers. Elisha, of course, uh, employees like uh, Hazai, the church, uh, they, they, they run or flee uh, because they don't have the, any skin in the game. Mm. The Sunamite woman and your child represents individual members. We all can get something out of this parable. And especially in, let me read just to go back to 2 Kings uh, 4, 21 through 25. And it says, And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called upon her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, her husband, Wherefore will thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Well, that was some faith and confidence. You know, we're, <laughs> you're just going by faith that you're going to find this guy. Yes. Then she settled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. And then, so she went and came upon the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her far off, and he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Sulamite woman. He basically tell her, Now run, I pray thee, go meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it, it is, is well. well. Yes, it is well. Wow. So what do you expect from all this? Nothing? When I rhyme, I know Gehazi was going to stop me from seeing the prophet. And let me tell you, I was on a mission that I knew only God the Almighty or his right hand, like Elijah, could solve. Gehazi, you know, he really didn't see me in pain. Yeah. But the prophet Elijah did. Gehazi only saw me as another person coming to ask for something. You know, give me this, give me that, yeah. give me this. Although in the beginning, remember, I had a heart for the holy man because I saw that he had a need for all the travel he was doing. Elijah saw it and requested he accompany me. But unfortunately, I decided to stay behind for Gehazi, even if he was in line to take over. I believe this was an eye opener for Elijah to see that he was not ready. Because remember now, I'm coming with all the faith in the world. I've left my son on the bed in Elijah's room dead. And I came, I didn't even tell my husband or my servants or anyone. I just came knowing that if I got to the prophet, that it is well. 
Uh, your husband was an awesome man of God because not only was he a worker, but he didn't question anything. No, he didn't. You know, I mean, uh, well, remember, just, I'm a Proverbs 31:10 woman. Oh yes, yeah, so you got some favor. Talk about all kind of built up favor. Okay, oh, you making the money. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> it's apparent he learned nothing from Elijah on ministry and serving God's children, individuals, families, parents, anyone. Because even though we're all, some of us are coming to ask of Elijah, he should have had better discernment to know the needs of the people. Second Timothy 3.8 says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And you can find an explanation too in Second Peter two, but I'm going to read you Jude five through nineteen, and it states, "I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroying them that believe not." And the angels would kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. We forget that God is in control of everything. Yes. Seven says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves of the fornication and going after strange flesh, flesh are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. And it keeps on going on and on and on. It talks about how we uh, will go to Balaam to do this. I'm going to skip down to 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them all of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, Mm, mm, and mm. of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouths speak in great swelling words, having men's persons and admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye these words which were spoken before of the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, having not the Spirit. So one of the things we have to be wary of are who are we going to when we want to be saved? Who are we going to when we want our children to be brought from death, even our own spiritual death? Praise God. So the child's death represents some of us as believers in spiritual darkness like a death. Yes. We stop communicating with God in any way. Matthews thirteen fifteen. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, mm. and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Because well, he is Jehovah Rapha. Yes, he is. He's the Lord who heals. God has provided the final cure for spiritual, physical, emotional sickness because God can heal us through his son, Jesus Christ, or direct connect. Praise God. Yes. First. That's what I was looking for. I wanted the direct connect. I like that. I'm going to use that. Yes, indeed. And also, death may signify sleep as well as spiritual decline. First mm. Corinthians 11.30, For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, mm. and many sleep. 
like everything going around. It's like we're asleep and we're just watching all the stuff going on on the TV. Yes, and It's yes. like and all of us are like spiritual sleep. No one's speaking out or no one's saying anything. And our goal as believer is to stay alert. Mm. In Romans 13, 11 through 12. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Yes. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Praise God. And that's why I had to run after Elijah because I was looking for the armor of light. I needed someone to... What is it we say sometimes when people say they want to do something, they have a belief or faith to, say, start a business, and we would always say, we stand with you, we put our faith, faith with your faith. faith. So I, that's what I wanted. I wanted my faith to be matched with someone who had even greater faith. So to me, Elijah is a true minister with an unwavering relationship with God. I mean, look at he received all of the mantle from Elijah, yes. which means that he had great power and resources at his hand. Not just that, but he never gives up on reviving my son. You know, Gehazi went and did one thing and it didn't work and that he came it. back. And so, yes, many times the minister may shout out about the church's sin, but many times, like Elijah, you need to shut the door to make it only the business between God and that person. Yes. When ministry's relationship with God is on a solid foundation, you know, the Almighty will hear them and deliver what he asks. And I'm proof, living proof of that. Note how far he had to go with my son. In 2 Kings 4.34, and he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Praise God. But he wasn't finished mm. because he had to go and get up and started pacing, going to and fro. Uh, because what is it? I think you modern folks call it you tarry <laughs> because sometimes you have to continue praying. You have to continue walking. You have to continue moving so that the Lord will actually move in your favor. And afterwards, after all that pacing that he did back and forth, calling on God until my son sneezed seven times. And we know seven is the number of completion. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Also the resurrection. Yes. How about that? Hallelujah. So the act of sneezing is ridding our bodies of irritants, uh, dust and dander. How spiritually aligned is this with sin? In 2 Corinthians 7.10, it states, For godly sorrow worked repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world works death. For behold, this selfsame thing that ye sorrow after a godly sort. Yes. What carefulness it wrought in you, Yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things, you have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. We know seven is significant. It reveals we expel the sin from ourselves completely, totally, permanently, so we can be suitable representatives of him before the world. Only then will we be fit to preach the gospel with any power to the world, power to draw others to him. This includes our ministers, includes the church and individual members, 
And one of the things, the key things that we said earlier is I had faith. And my faith, I was going to take God in his word because that's what the prophet said to me, that would I want a child? And I'm chiding. It's like, are you kidding me? Don't deceive me. Take, let me know that this is possible. But we know God has a limitless supply of resources yes, he does. for all who trust in and obey him. Fearing that we will not have enough in times of need, you know, we insult God. Yeah, we do. We, I mean, what's the verse say? He will supply all oh. our needs oh. according to his riches. No, just a in, quarter. <laughs> in glory, all. In glory through Christ Jesus, through his son. Hmm. So God has revealed himself. And you said it as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. So we have to believe that God is able to supply our needs. Do you believe today, audience? Did you hmm. have, do you have faith like I had that even though my son died, that I had to find the prophet in order to make that connection? It says, know that God promises to keep his people alive. And back during my day, it was famine. So today, what do you have? COVID-19, I hear. So this applies to us spiritually. God's spiritual resources for you are limitless, even during times of spiritual drought. Choose to believe that you will always have enough resources to do the will of God. Well, you know, that's because he is El Roi. He's the God who sees me. There are no circumstances in our lives that escape his fatherly awareness and care. The Almighty knows us individually, and he knows all of our troubles. Yes, he does. He's just waiting for us because he is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God of the mountains, the God is all-sufficient source of all our blessing and all-powerful, and our problems are not too big for him to handle. And just, he's just waiting for us to call on him. And not only calling on him, but we also have to have wise counsel. That's why we have our ministers and our leaders. And we have to know the source of any teaching that we receive or pass on to others. So we always are asked to judge teaching according to God's words. And we are always expounding that uh, audience, radio audience and podcast audience. We're always telling you about following the commandments of God. Follow the Lord and he will grant you spiritual success. Be loyal. To yes. those who are following the law, because not everyone who's following might have, you might see great success, you might see riches, but is that really what the Lord is looking for? He's looking for those who trust in the spirit of working and who are going to continue to do his work. Praise God. Uh, stay tuned. Uh We've got to take another break and we will finish speaking with the Sunamite woman. Uh, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. 
We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Guess who? It's me, Elder J.C., asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Everyone wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality in Ricola Gardens in Crawfordville. Just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens, with two, three, or four bedrooms, and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit LLC.com. That's LLC.com. Welcome back. I am the Shudamite woman and working with Elijah's period of ministry and helping to revive my son. I just want your audience to understand that Second Kings um, spanned 300 years and this was a difficult um, time for our people. It was the falling down of both the northern and southern uh, Judah land. And part of that um was really representing God looking at history. From this history, God was establishing provincial, working in it in the lives of his people for redemptive purposes, because we were, we've fallen. Uh, We were taken into captivity. So what is it that God was looking for us to do? It demonstrates the necessity of obedience to God. And we were talking about to God's covenant, to his commandments, to his laws, and the painful consequence when we disobey. Therefore, I believe Second Kings is to be viewed as both theology and lessons from history. Just as you guys are learning lessons from history as a result of COVID-19, you have an upcoming election. All of those things play into how we are dealing and keeping God's commandments. But Pastor, I thanks uh, for having me explain the miracles that have happened in my life with the prophet Elijah, a true minister of God. Even though the period was a difficult period, i did not have that difficulty in my life. I was well suited. I had a home. I I had a husband who loved me. I was blessed with a child in old age. So I would be considered a prosperous woman, a successful woman. But know that God is interested in us when we understand the principle of the parable and not just a miracle. Because everybody's looking for miracles. You know, you hear people say that, I'm looking for a miracle. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. But God is looking for us to learn a lesson in all of this. Because in reality, miracles are illogical. They don't make any sense. You know, you go to the doctor, you have cancer, and you go back a few weeks later, (laughs) and your cancer is gone. Well, that's a miracle. But they can't figure it out. But to God, it's figured out. Because we go to Him seeking healing, seeking truth, 
seeking the things that we need to do. Or even riding down the street in your car with all the college students back and be able to come back without getting a ding or a dent in your yeah, car. How about that? Even just That's a simple, miracle. Even just a simple Where they drive. <laughs> Praise God. But Jehovah is interested in seeing us totally repentant. He also works through his ministers, those who are following Yeshua and the Almighty righteously that may lead the people to revival. Because a true revival would wipe out all crime. Yes. A true revival, if we're being obedient to God, there would be no wars, no rumors of wars. A true revival would mean that there is not any sickness or disease. Do we have that yet? Mm. As people of God and believers, our role is also to ensure that we are on the righteous path. It's just not only our leadership. It's not only looking to God for being on the righteous path. It's us too. After all, remember, it was my faith in God that believed my son would be alive again and choosing to let nothing stop me as well as making my path to reach the right prophet of God. I was on a mission. I was going to get to Elijah one way or the other, and he was going to restore my son. Well, praise God. As you spoken about this earlier, we may not accept our situation. God is looking for true repentance. If not, this may be what we are experiencing right now in terms of believers being scattered all over the world. Review the verses that will keep us from God. They're going to keep you from God. They're going to keep you from the Almighty. Mm. And he said this in Revelation 3.16. So then, because thou art lukewarm Mm. and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Mm. Leviticus 26.33. And I will scatter you among the heathens. And will draw out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your cities waste. Mm. Uh, there's burning going on every day in some yeah. one city or another. In Amos nine nine, for lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Israel among all nations like as corn is sifted in a sieve. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. And my favorite is Daniel 12, 7. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times and a half. And when he shall accomplish to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Wow. That is a a wow. But you know what? We can get over this by repenting. You know, Matthew 3, 2, uh, John the Baptist cries out to the people, repent. Yes. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. In the Greek, that phrase, be repenting, is rendered by the word of metonite. It means change in one's way of life resulting from Repentance or spiritual conversion. Mm. So to repent is more than about asking God's pardon or forgiveness. It involves a decision to live differently, to live as God would want us to live, rather than how we might want to live our lives. As such, this term is often associated with conversion and baptism in the Christian faith. There's a, a repentance prayer. Dear Father, I lay bare before you the darkest areas of my life. I give you the thing which I have done wrong and the areas where I have failed to act as I should. I never want to live like this again. Right now, I choose to turn away from everything I know to be wrong about my life. As I kneel before you in admiration, I ask for your forgiveness and I give you all my shame, guilt and wrongdoing. Thank you that you accept me and embrace me. 
Please fill me with your Holy Spirit now. Focus my heart on you and empower me in everything that I do. I ask all this in the precious name of Jesus, my Savior and my protector. And I'm going to say, Amen. Amen. I say, praise God, praise God. I thank the Sulamite woman for uh, spending time with us this evening. But I want my wife back. Where's JC? Where's Elder JC at? I'm here. I'd like to have. I'd like to hear from her as we close out this. But that was uh, that was an awesome uh, lesson today. Yes, it was, and I really appreciate that woman of God because one of the things that I believe happened to her is that she got the unction of the Holy Spirit because she decided she wasn't going to give up. How many of us give up at the drop of a hat? And I know we've been through mighty many things, but we have never given up. We push, press, as Paul says, press Press towards towards the mark mark of a higher calling. So we need to continue to press towards that mark. We need to continue to have faith because faith will move faith. mountains. And if you see how small a mustard seed is, if that's all the faith you need, then I think we should all have it. And the third thing is making sure we we connect with individuals of like mind, of like uh, desires to follow after the Lord and his commandments. And I, this was an eye-opener for me to know that a woman would could have such faith that she doesn't tell her servants. She doesn't tell her husband. She goes on a mission to find the prophet of God in order to save her son. So, audience, we need to have faith. We need yeah. to be of the um, yes. like mind so we can move that spirit, move our spirit to connect with God so we can have all things all according to Scripture. Praise God. Yes. All things. All things. John 14, 14. <laughs> yes. Ask. It should be given. And last week we said don't quit. So go back to last week's show and we read that whole don't quit poem. Oh, Praise I love that poem. God. Yes. You know? But uh, just stay, uh, check us out. Uh, just go to uh, any of uh, the podcasting. Yes, We're on all the podcasting. Check out previous shows. There's a lot because come next month we'll be on for uh, a, a year. year. Praise wow, I couldn't God. believe it. Yes, indeed. There's a you can see how we started out in the beginning and, and how we are right now. We're and, always in transition, and we're going to be improving even more because one of the things that we said key is that we want to connect with the people of God to get them back with God, to get them to God, and to make sure that you have all that you need. Yes. So you can receive the desires of your heart. Praise God. Let us know. Uh, that you're out there. Yes. Uh, send us an email or or uh, or uh, go to our Facebook page. Yes, or, we're on there. Know, we have a YouTube page and just uh, send us uh, so we can start uh, uh, communicating with you or answer some questions that you might have. And we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. And remember, Cash App, dollar okay. sign, Lstones51 to match with our with our nuptials of 48 years and we want you to be part of that celebration so we can continue to get this word out to you so check us out next week for our next Bible adventure All hey, right, we're out yes my defense my song is hallelujah